one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red TV. It's the review show, the show where we review the football match that just happened. In this instance, it was Liverpool beating West Ham 4-1 at the London Stadium and sacking Slaven Bilic. Mission accomplished, Tom. It's what we all wanted. I, I mean... I didn't really want it. I don't. I, I don't really wish, care one way or yeah. the other. I don't wish any ill will. Ill well is that a word? Fine. Ill will to the man, but you know what, boss? Yeah. Keep sacking managers. Be that good. Yeah, absolutely. And what it's nice for a change. Everton does not be on the receiving end of this, like you know, like the the Shakespeare effect, as it were, where yeah. someone gets sacked and then we've got them the next game for once. We get to be the team that that sacks a manager. It's great, Thanks. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was always going to happen for Bilic, wasn't it? So it's nice that we uh, did the dagger. So he is apparently he's got the highest points per game ratio of any permanent West Ham manager in the Premier League history. I think it's one point three three. I just saw a tweet about that, and yet they've sacked him. I mean, don't get me wrong. If something's fundamentally not right there, yeah. he definitely needed to he definitely needed to go. But I don't know. Um, to the game itself then, get us some suggestions for topics you want to discuss with its players and what have you. I want to know for the staff, your non-Mo Salah man of the match is a decent place to start. Um, so we've just recorded the final word show, we've done about an hour talking about this game in depth and detail, that'll be on the redmantv.com, so if you want more, go and do that. I said I'd mention him, I didn't get a chance to talk about it on the show. James Milner off the bench... He had like a, 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 a another revolutionary impact on this team. Yeah. I don't know where he was meant to be playing. Whether he was playing, I guess probably under Jürgen's vision, like left mid if it was four four two. Yeah. But um, he, for me, I'm a typified everything that's been going right with our team in the last in the, in the last few games. He was just looked hungry. He looked totally switched on to his role. He was trying to make stuff up, and he was being unselfish in his play, yet he was also finding the time to get a shot off himself and stuff. Yeah. James Milner, wonderful oh, human being. What a man. Yeah. He's, he's definitely one of the best professionals we've got at Liverpool, but I don't think he's had a bad game for us this season. Every time he's come on, he's, he's done the job that's been asked of him. and I, I, just, I think it's great for him that even at, at his age and you know, uh, the fact that he's had to play so many different positions, he's still boss at every single one of them. <laughs> it's, it's pushing, it's making everyone else play better and it's, it's the old thing of, okay, you want competition for places. This man's like, he's, he's, he's just 32, is he? He's even that old. Is he old? I, I don't know. Yeah. But he's, he's in his early 30s and he's saying to all these young kids, look, if you don't perform here, it doesn't matter how young you are. Yeah. I'm the experienced head in here. I'm, I've played for these massive clubs. 
and won massive go. things. Thirty-one, there you go. And he's like Oxley Chamberlain. If he wants to be a consistent player in this team, he needs to play just as well as he did the other day, and that's that's boss. This is uh, it, just to move it away from Milner, but uh, but in a general sense, I mean, what it shows is again something we discussed in the final word. The strength and depth that we've got right now. Let's qualify this because I'm sure someone will come up with it. I'm, I'm sure there was in post-match kind of West Ham are yeah. not in great form. They're not great. You know, we battered them last season away from home as well. But again, in terms of you know going up there and getting a job done, this is a team that we dropped Oxley Chamberlain for his first Premier League start. Milner coming off the bench as well. You know, again Sadio Mane coming back from from injury. Yeah. Clavan's come into the team and look, he's not he's not great as he, but he's been he's been solid. You know, Moreno, we've brought him back in from the cold, and he's the, arguably the most consistent left back in the Premier League this season. We've got a really good, a really good squad of players, and again, they're all bang up for it. They're all pulling in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, when they're playing well, we have got so many options, especially in midfield. Obviously, you've got Genie, Henderson, Chan, Milner. Ox, Coutinho, you know, you, and Lallana, obviously to come back. You've got so many players who can who can play different types of uh, of you know midfield roles, but essentially they can all play in all three positions, um, which is really really good to see. So yeah, there's there's definitely a competition for places this season. But like I said, I think it's it's down to when they play well. Mm. So I think it's more from I just love the renewed optimism around everything. The amount of shows that we've done, me sat right there. And every single person, every single Liverpool fan was down in the dumps and saying that our system was flawed, Klopp didn't know what he was doing, we weren't playing well. And look, we've kept the same system, we're doing the exact yeah. same things and we've won three on the bounce. We've kept a few clean sheets since last time I was on one of these shows. And we're looking like the team that we all know we are, the squad's not bad, the squad was never bad. Yeah. No. It's just about working with the tactics with these players and, 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 and just evolving through it and being better for yeah, and, as, and as I said again a couple of places now for me it was about the fact that we didn't we've not ran ourselves into the ground to, to get that win as well yeah, you know yeah. again we, I mean again it was quite comfortable like, last season but that was the tail end of the season this is a team where you know Bilic went for it yeah. you know he did he, he ended up with basically four strikers on the pitch <laughs> trying to make something happen yeah. we had to handle that and we did have a couple of moments but it's worth mentioning we limited them to one shot on target for the for the game as well, you know, and that, that was a you used it on the final word. I think you said a dominant performance. Um, yeah. I don't know, that's two words, but you used both of them, <laughs> uh, so it's fine. Uh, but it was, you know, Liverpool, uh, barring you know, it wasn't without incidents. West Ham, yeah. you know, gave a good account of themselves at, at times, but you know, we did we handled that threat really well. Yeah, well, like I said on the show, you know, we play a high, high risk game, so we, we will still make mistakes, but yeah, we've definitely shown progression. And obviously, like we were talking at the beginning. Um, of the season about how Klopp was rotating his players and some of us were thinking oh you know it might be quite good to gain some consistency especially in defence but I think it's shown now that because he's given faith to a lot of players um, they're all capable of coming on and starting any game whether that's Champions League, Cup or Premier League and they've all shown that they can hold their own yeah there's been bad games and there's been bad individual performances but when they're all playing well we have so many options yeah that's it. And it, uh, we talk about this, we forget sometimes that this is a completely different test for us. You know, we had we had the test of, of the Europa League two years ago. We had to balance yeah. that. But the Europa League at this stage of the season, you can play. Look what Arsenal have done. In, you know, in the Europa League, they've they've put a lot of kids in yeah. those games. We've not had that luxury. We've had to balance two competitive games, proper competitive games every weekend. Look, 
that's the Champions League. Top teams have to do this, but we haven't. We haven't been able to do that. We haven't had the opportunity to do that. And the last time we tried to do it, we failed miserably <laughs> under Brendan Rodgers. So it shouldn't be underestimated, the, the job, job we're doing at the moment. So I asked you for your non-Salah man of the match. A couple of shouts here. Um, Patrick Lowell um, says Firmino was easily man of the match. Uh, Evan Donlevy, I think Firmino played well. He did everything but score. Uh, I completely agree. Um with that Tom, I, I, he was it was just a terrific all round performance. So I watched the the highlights back, the extended highlights, and just some of the stuff that he does. That turn for the fourth one is just some of the best. Moreno plays a, a, a quite flat ball, lands straight at his feet, and he he doesn't like touch it. He rolls it with his studs round the player. This is the one for the for the third. The third Sorry, Oxley yeah. Chamberlain just as just as they've scored. And just some of the touches he plays, some of the runs he does, and sometimes you just don't notice him on the pitch. Yeah. But he's making these runs, he's he's creating space for everyone, and I'm just happy we got him. There's going to be a, a social club going out later, and I, we equated it to before in the final word. He's got Dirk Out's work rate, and he's got Luis Suarez's skills packaged into one. He doesn't have the finishing yet, but if he, like... We say this about so many players, Salah and him get finishing. Look at our attack, look there's, at how much There's an interesting and... question here, I'm going to have to just see if I can track it down. It's, should Liverpool still go for, I'm going to say it really slowly, should Liverpool buy a 20-plus goal a season striker instead of relying on our wingers, asks Mikey Moore. Um, I, I mean, I've said since the summer that I would still like to see a centre-forward come in, um, but, well... You know, I, that doesn't mean necessarily bringing in a new player. It just means maybe getting somebody like Dom Solanke as, you know, a centre-forward option if we can train him up to sort of, you know, be be the Sturridge, Suarez role. Um, but, yeah, I do think that, you know, it would be nice just to have somebody in to take the, a bit of a pressure off Firmino because I think Firmino's not been injured yet this season. But, and I'm, you know, I say yet because I, ho I hope he is in touch wood. But, you know, if he... If he does if if we do have to play without him for you know for two or three weeks, um, I don't think people until that you know until that God forbid doesn't happen, don't think they'll realise just how important he is to our in, to our play. Yeah. So I think it's important that we have another player who can come in and step into that role and uh, still be able to to do a job when he's not there. And I think we need to start getting somebody ready for that now. Yeah. Because Firmino's not going to be able to play every single game. For the entire season, but I think if, I think we, we we are starting to get our heads around that. You know, yeah. we, we're introducing Solanke, Sturridge. We're starting to just drop place Daniel Sturridge into a little bit of form exactly, as well. So I think yeah. it, it, it does kind of bode well. Um, I want to mention? So we got our Billy uh, on the super chat. Uh, still have a shaky defence, and it's only West Ham. Just got to get it in. Haven't you? <laughs> just got to get it in. Um, keep your comments coming in, uh, of course. On that, but here's the thing, Tom. Why does it have to be a centre forward? Yeah, is the, you know, and I and I get it because there will be times when you need someone whose finishing is he gets one touch mm. in the box and he sticks it in yeah. the back of the net. Look, you know that that's always going to add more to your team. But Mo Salah is on. We, we, what did we work it out last week? He's on for twenty eight goals or something. He, he was he, he was he was you know if you extrapolate it over the season, yeah. which you can't of course, yeah. but he's on target to score well in excess of twenty goals. He's already got twelve. For fuck's sake! Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. He's, al he's, he's almost like, he's, he's only a couple of goals away from being our highest goal scorer in the season since Suarez left. Yeah, uh, at this point of the season already, if we've got one guy who scores twenty plus goals, does it matter that he's actually 
playing centre forward. It's weird because I think the the system we play when we play the three, we have one pull out and then we let them other two that are there kind of fill the gap in the middle, and that's why Salah gets all his goals there because consistently he's at the back post. And I think he's perfectly suited that I did it at Roma. And I was looking at his highlights before we got him, and it was oh, he's a poacher. He just scores at the back post, yeah. and we needed that really badly. And I think Dom Solanke <coughs> does it well when he's playing the number nine because he comes deep, lays the ball off, keep kind of keeps it, lays the ball off, and then sprints for the for the box. But I don't think we don't cross that much, and when we do, we've overloaded the box anyway. So yeah. I don't think it matters too much. I, I mean, I'd love a Lacazette. If we could just sign Lacazette and then mm. then the Woodies are kind of over, you know, he's powerful, he's pacey and he's got a finish on him. And, all right, he wouldn't work in the system that we play now t- too much, but if you just wanted to throw a number, a one up there and kind of sit back a touch. But I don't know, I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't think we desperately need the number nine. Yeah, I, I think there's, like, there's too much emphasis on sort of labelling the, the position that they're playing. I think for me it's more having a mixture of styles. Yeah. Just because, like you say, you can't, you can't. Firmino can't play at that in high intense uh, level of pressing game every single game of the season. Yeah. So there are going to be some games where you know it'd be great to bring on Solanke, who has you know similar qualities but can do slightly different things, maybe a little bit more effective. So he's he, a bit more direct. Yeah, he's a bit more direct. He can he can hold the ball up and he can pass it off. You know, whereas Firmino is a bit more sort of high risk. So I do think it's good to have a mixture of of styles, but. I mean, the the whole sort of false nine, number nine, number ten. Like, I don't really care what you know, what position it is. You know, they're all there to do a job, and that's to create and score goals for Liverpool. This is it. And look, Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp made a point about us playing four four two. Salah played up front. Yeah. By that logic, Salah played as a striker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And scored two. So, again, this would be. I think. I I think you're right. You get hung up on positions a little bit too much. Again, this is what all boils down to. Harry Kane would be great. Sergio Aguero, yeah. great. You know, pick pick up one of these top quality centre forwards. Um, but you know, we if we've got Mane can score. I think Mane's got eighteen to twenty goals in him. Definitely. I think Salah's got eighteen to twenty, and I think Firmino maybe fifty, maybe fifteen, maybe fifteen ish. You know, yeah. you can yeah. get, conceivably get that out of him. You know, we've just seen Oxley Chamberlain get a goal from mid, get a goal from midfield. We've got we've got goals in this team, yeah. Yeah. and I would much rather have that than look. I want my cake and eat it, as you can yeah. probably tell. The, uh, but I want I want a twenty five goal a season centre forward flanked by two eighteen yeah. to yeah. twenty goal yeah. wingers and two ten to fifteen goal attacking yeah. mids behind them, like you know, like Man City have basically yeah. got yeah. by the looks of it, but. What it's so hard to make that happen. It costs so much money to make that happen. That inevitably, what you've had, what maybe Spurs haven't quite got. They've been quite lucky. They've got a lot of goals in that team as well. But we've had in the past is we we get one goal scorer, and then we've got nothing else close yeah. to him. Because yeah. here's the thing: when you build a team around that one guy, you, it's very hard to sell the back, the backup role to someone else. Yeah. How do you turn around to someone and say? Well, you'll you'll play when this guy's not playing. How's that guy supposed to find fitness? How's he supposed to find form? Particularly yeah. if you're only playing one up front. So I I I like the way we're doing it, provided it keeps working. Definitely, yeah. and especially if you look at the way other teams are playing against us, like we've kind of worked out how to beat these low block sides now. But against Huddersfield and against West Ham, it was literally a two blocks of four, two banks of four, or maybe even a five. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Five and a four, I think, was Huddersfield. And... No centre forward's going to do well in that yeah. unless you keep consistently lumping balls in there, which is a it's an option. But to have the interchangeability and to be able to get goals from all over mm. and sometimes rely on a Coutinho thirty yard worldy, sad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's just how you use it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Total aced as 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 thrown in twenty sec into the pot, no idea what that is. Um, but he says, how will Alana fit back in once he's back? This is a really interesting question. I heard this asked on something else this week. And for me, Emma, the easiest answer to this is that don't worry about it because there's there's so many games. The plan is to be competitive in the Champions League, in the Premier League, yeah. and hopefully the FA Cup as well. We are gonna need to. We're gonna need loads of really good players. Definitely. So Lalana, I think, will just fit back in where he's always played under Klopp. Yeah. But there will be a time where he'll play in the midweek, and Oxley Chamberlain will play at the weekend, or there'll be a time when he plays there, and Mitchell or Milner or whatever will, mm. will play in this. I think that the notion of us having this eleven, this all-conquering eleven, is. It's gone. You know, we're yeah. going to see. Uh, it's not, and it's not players being dropped. It's players being rotated. This is what top sides do. Yeah, definitely. I think Lallana has got nothing to worry about. He's always worked hard. He's always performed well under Klopp, and he is the kind of player who can come into the team and really sort of influence others because of, because of his high pressing and and his work rate. So I think um, he's a player that Klopp will be excited to have back, and I'm I'm excited to have him back because he definitely gives something extra to the team. Um, but I mean, we've shown that we can play. You know very well without him in it. So like you say, we, we can rotate, and I think uh, Klopp won't be won't be rushing to bring him back into the team. I think it'll just be a, a steady sort of you know getting him back into into form. There's one thing. It's it's a, a little off topic. But I was going to do this as a separate video, but we're here. Let's just discuss it anyway. A few people mentioned it in the comments about Emre Chan. Um, where do you stand on this now? Again, as it stands, so it looks. Very much like he's going to leave yeah. on, a, on a free. Now, that means he'll sign a pre-contract in January and go at, at the end of the, the, the season. So we will have him for the rest of the season. Yeah. The talk is, again, that he wants, if he's going to sign, it's going to be a low-release clause. Liverpool want a, a higher-release clause. 
I've seen people describing it as this could be the biggest failure of this ownership's regime. Where, where, where do you stand on it? I think he just wants he wants a way. Obviously, I, we were just talking about it before we came mm. on, and Emma's right when she said it'd be a massive blow. I think I don't know. I I I think you just got to kind of fight to keep him. But if you can't keep him, so what? Yeah. He's a great player. I love him. I love when we brought him in, and we've. The, the annoying part is we've kind of developed them through. We've gone through the, the hard times. Yeah. Yeah. The player, but then he wants to go to Juve. Juve are this massive, massive club doing really well in the Champions League. And you can see when he plays in the Champions League as well. He excels there. He really mm. plays well. Um, it'll be a big miss if he goes. But look, we've had it where players have forced their way out of Liverpool. And we've had it where they forced their way in. So I think... You've just kind of got to take it. The, the thing for me is when you look at, let's look at the Arsenal situation where they're about to lose their two best players in, yeah. in, in exactly the same circumstances. So for me, I think contextually, it's a disappointment because this guy's got his best years ahead of him. He's only yeah. just starting to really break into the German national team. You know, yeah. to get in that team, you need to be a bloody good player, don't you? <laughs> um, it would be, it would look, it would be a massive failure on Liverpool's part if they let a player like that go on a free. But. Uh, I think that's a. I think we'll come to regret. I don't think it's a. It's not like losing, like we when we lost McManaman in the past. Mm. It's not. Lo- we're not losing a guy who's in our top three best players in that team. Is my thinking on it? Yeah, I mean, I said in January that I thought it was. Um, sorry, I said in the summer that I thought it was a. It was a priority to get his contract signed. Um, I still stand by that now. Like I'd love for him to sign a new contract. But, yeah, I mean, we, we spoke about it before, about the, the strength and depth that, we, that we've got, and particularly in midfield. And obviously with Naby Keita coming in next summer as well, we have got midfielders who can do the role that he can do. He will be a loss, and I think he will go to Juve and do very, very well. Um, but that happens in football, and uh, Liverpool are a massive club, and we'll get midfielders in who will also do very well. Yeah, a couple of comments, and keep your thoughts coming in on Emre Chan. Actually, there's one here saying there uh, from Yul uh, Moncrief saying, honestly, guys, Chan isn't good enough for Liverpool. Why are you talking like he's great? He's average at best. Uh, I he's the one player for me. I disagree, but I, yeah. uh, he's the one player for me, Tom. And I've mentioned it a few times lately. Everyone's got that player that yeah. they they have you have to fight against your own bias to some extent against him yeah. sometimes. So when he's not having a good game, it it always stands out to me more. And I know people for a lot of people that's probably like a Jordan Henderson yeah. or a Moreno or a Lalana or whatever in, in those instances. But he, that, he's that for me because I think he's I think he's got everything you need. Yeah. Like Chris mentioned through the week, he's got Yaya Torre like qualities. The way he, he bears you. Like, Peak Yaya Torre. Yeah. Yeah. He went the way he's just a he's a ball when he runs with the ball. Yeah. He breaks through. He's got he's powerfully strong. He, he's surprisingly quick as well. He's got mm. a good shot on him. It's the bits that it's the it's he the lack of game slow, intelligence. Yeah. I yeah. think that yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that that loses him for me sometimes. So I can see why people don't like him. But I don't. Even though I I struggle to with him sometimes. Yeah. I don't think he's not good enough for Liverpool. I think he is. It's when it's when you look at him and sometimes he just slows the game down and. The, the the problem is he's still young yeah. and he's a midfielder. He's gonna learn all this stuff where he like there was a pass on from Moreno, but he's turned and gone for Gomez. Let's say and you, you're so frustrated because you can see it, and it'll just come to a point where he, he'll play that ball without thinking. And the one the big thing is I want to know where he's gonna play for Juve yeah. because he wants to play that number six role. And if he goes to Juve and he becomes that all encompassing 
centre defensive mid who just controls the game and then he starts playing there for Germany, fair enough. But if he goes there and he starts playing the same role, yeah. you'd be like, um, why have you? Why am yeah. I for titles? <laughs> for titles, for yeah. titles and money. But well, yeah, they're two big things that <laughs> yeah. I would go to Juve for as well. But this is not like I'm going to Inter Milan. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? This is what, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's that if he's going to make that move, it is because. Look, we, he's we, good we, enough. Yeah, he's good enough, and let's let's be honest, the Juventus are going to win. Yeah, uh, are going to win a title every other season. They're going to be at worst, like. They're going to be in more Champions League semi-finals and finals than Liverpool are in the next three years. Or at least, if you were going to put your money on teams getting yeah. to the yeah, yeah. you'd put you'd back Juve because there's not Definitely. enough track record of us doing it. And that again, that's yeah. why I always I always understand. At the minute, we're not we're not where we need to be, and that's maybe that's one of those things. I hope I just hope that if he goes. We're on the we're on the up, and you look at the middle. Look at Italian footy. You know, Roma are doing well. You know, Napoli yeah. doing really well. All the money's coming to AC Milan, so they're going to start being a power again. It would be. I, I hope, and it's nothing about Emre Can per se, yeah. but yeah, I yeah. love it when players decide Liverpool aren't reaching their ambitions, and then we go and do stuff. Michael Owen's yeah. the perfect example yeah. of that. You know, like I hope he cries himself to sleep every night <laughs> thinking about the Champions League, yeah. thinking about the Champions League yeah. final. I'm yeah. sure you've said this before. Every Liverpool player who's left there to another club has re- regretted it in, in the later years and gone, well, I could have stayed there and really done something and maybe he'll live to regret it, yeah. maybe we'll yeah. I think we need to get battered on because I think too, in too, too often in recent years, the Sterlings and the Suarez is this world. Yeah. I'm sure they, they look back at Liverpool and remember it fondly, but you know when they finish their careers, they'll look at the, the medal hall and think, exactly. oh, I, made the right, I made the right call, we need yeah. to make ourselves good enough that these guys do regret this stuff. But just a few more uh, Emery Chan comments. Uh, Dan says, am I the only one that sees how Chan bosses the midfield? I think, he look, again, he does. Yeah. Yep. Particularly in Europe this season, I think he's been he's been outstanding. But you just get the impression, I, I, don't, I don't know whether it's just to say, I'm not tactically switched on enough to know whether there's an obvious reason why this happens, whether it's just the certain types of games that suit him or whether it's just he raises his game. I, I don't know. But I do I, I see it. There are games when he very much yeah. does. I, I think the, the thing with Chan, the reason why I love him is because he doesn't necessarily play the simple pass. He'll always he'll always go for something that other players might shy away from and they might say, oh, no, I don't want to embarrass myself here. But he will go for it because he's got the arrogance to. Yeah. And when it comes off, it is phenomenal and he can completely control games. So if you know if he makes five or six risks and five or six of them come off, then you know they can be they can lead to three or four goals yeah. just from those five or six passes. Yeah. Um, so, and there's other midfielders in the Premier League who won't do that. So you know they might make a couple of simple passes which might lead to one goal or one opportunity. But when he's playing well, he can easily create three or four. So uh, I think a, a player like that, like that who you can have in your team um, is such a danger. But the problem is, is that obviously by playing that way, he's going to make mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. A um, few more uh, really interesting comments here. Hero of the People says, Chan is great on his day, but he's way too inconsistent. Very frustrating. I prefer to keep him, but he isn't irreplaceable. I think that's an important yeah. one. He isn't irreplaceable. No, he's not. And I think the, the problem is, again, I think we've done a lot about Jordan Henderson in the last <laughs> couple of weeks. I think some of this... Feeds into another one. I think there's a there's a group. I think there's an overlap between people who don't like Jordan Henderson and really like Emery Chan, yeah. and so they feel as though because he's the natural guy who comes in for it, for, yeah. for Hendo, like like you'll automatically feel like Liverpool are leaving themselves short. 
because you don't think Henderson's good enough, which again I disagree with, but it, it, you know it, mm. it, that's that's fair play if you, if you feel that way. Um, El Rafa, no player is bigger than the club. He wants to leave, let him go. LFC made him the player he is. We need hungry players willing to play and not selfish ones. Yeah, that's a, it is a very good point. Um, Jamie Bennett, Chan will take funds away from the club. He'll make all the money. Sure, um, and there's a few. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot. Uh, David Ray. I don't think Chan is mobile and or nimble enough for Klopp's favorite pressing game. It's interesting because mm. I think what you, Jordan Henderson just. If you you mentioned it before. I think Cham has to warm into games because mm-hmm. they just think it's his build and it's type of thing. I don't think he's nimble's a great word yeah. for it. Yeah. Maybe he needs someone who's a little bit more quick off the quick off the mark if he's to play in that six. Yeah. But again, look at the the Europa League campaign. Uh, he was playing in the six in that we were playing four two three yeah. one as well, and he was he was really good. You know, he, he anchored mm-hmm. the midfield excellently in that. So he's definitely he's definitely got it. In that. I, I think, think you know, in especially in Europe. I mean. You come up against teams where they're better than Liverpool, obviously, but the pace is quite quite a bit slower. I think yeah. that favours him massively. And he always likes to whenever he played when he played centre back for us, right centre back, when he's got a bit of space to charge forward, he's like he is Yaya Torre esque and I think it's hard because when he first came into that midfield everyone was like, Ah, it it just takes too much time and a ball and he's grown into it so much. Like I said, before, I think he I just, needs it to yeah. be a battle. If yeah. I'm honest, I yeah. think he needs to have a game where he's it's blood and thunder, and he needs to be throwing himself into. Them. I think that's how he pumps himself up. Yeah. I don't think he shoots a game when they sit back and go, and there's nothing happening yeah. in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. Where if you concede the midfield to Liverpool, he doesn't know how to handle that because he. You see it all the time. You saw it, in fact, you saw it yesterday. There was a, how many times he passed the ball to Joe Gomez, expecting him to go down yeah. the wing, and tactically that's not how he was set up. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to play that yeah. ball, but he, he he did what he always does. The obvious ball he's meant to play is on the left, and he goes, nah, ha ha ha, look what I can do, and he turns the other way, and he's not meant to go. He's not. He's been told not to go that way, and yeah. he goes that way, and that, he doesn't. He doesn't dictate the tempo with the ball at his feet. Yeah. Yeah. He can't dictate it with passing as way the same way that a, that, that a Henderson can or a, or a Gerrard could or other players can, and that's that's his limitation. Those, but is the thing, he's still young. Okay. Yeah. He's he, learn he can all get that. better at exactly, these yeah. that's, that's culture the and that's experience. That's the shame with him if he wants to leave is that we're gonna lose out on what is gonna be one of the best midfielders for Germany. Yeah, could be in the world and and. It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's going to be a massive shame. But again, if you if you there's no point in spending loads of resources if he's ultimately what if he wants to go, yeah. just kind of say right, let's look for the next one. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap that up there. Thank you very much for watching the review show that ended up the Emre Chan contract <laughs> special. Um, yeah, leave your thoughts on Emre Chan's contract situation below. Would you keep him? What would you do? You know, obviously the issue is about uh, he wanting a low release clause. What do you think would be a fair, in your estimation, just stick a number out there, it's, it's largely irrelevant, but do it anyway. What do you think a fair release clause would be for a player playing at his level, at the top level, what is a, what is a, a contract that Emre Chan actually worth in, in, in world football right now? Drop a like on the video, subscribe to the Redmen TV YouTube channel. If you want more, come to the RedmenTV.com. Some amazing shows lined up this week. Extra Redmen content for your ears and eyes and face. What more could you ask for? Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Pleasure. Thank you. See you soon. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.